everybody, and welcome to RV Miles, your home for RV and camping news, reviews, travel guides, and more. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby, and this is episode 87 of the RV Miles podcast. To get today's show notes, you can head over to rvmiles.com slash podcast. And RV Miles is all across social media. Just search RV Miles. And of course, Jason and I, along with Jack, Ethan, Henry, and Wanderbus, are at ourwanderingfamily.com. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, and Twitter. I don't know why I said that like I was going to keep going. Do we have another one I don't know about? (laughs) I think it's because I got thrown off thinking about how you said to me today that you want to start recording these for YouTube. Yeah. And then I was thinking to myself that I'm currently sitting here in my romper PJs <laughs> with my hair in a messy bun drinking a beer. And so if I think that's, people would be fine with that. Look, I'm just saying, if this is where we're going to go, then we have to be real with it. I can't spend time making myself look presentable for YouTube. I have to be able to wear my romper PJs. I, they look great. Do they look great? Yeah. I, target for the win. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) On this week's episode, we're going to talk about some of our favorite little road trip diversions, things that keep us entertained when we're, you know, suffering some of those long drives with nothing to look at when we're sick of listening to the kids' movies. Uh, Movies? Who lets their... What are you talking about? Our children don't watch movies when we're traveling. They don't. Our kids are learning and being educated the whole time. They just look out the window. Yeah, they do. Enjoy, you know, like we all used to when we were kids. They just have to look out the window and stare at things. That's not true. I had a Game Boy. I played that. Yeah, we're of a generation in which that did not have to happen. Yeah, we're gonna do that. We've got some listener questions. We've got some news. We've got a new brain teaser and a whole lot more. But first, this episode is sponsored by L.L. Bean. And this year, L.L. Bean is joining up with the National Park Foundation, the official nonprofit partner of the National Park Service, to help you find your happy place. In an amazing system of more than 400 national parks, including historic and cultural sites, monuments, preserves, lakeshores, and seashores that dot the American landscape, many of which you'll find just a short trip from home. L.L. Bean is proud to be an official partner of the National Park Foundation. Discover your perfect day in a park at findyourpark.com. We are coming to you this week from Shreveport, Louisiana. We have made it to the South, y'all. We're here. We're already loving it. We've only been here two days and oh, we're just not leaving. The weather has been nice, even though even though it rained today, it's still just been warm and beautiful. The sun came out today. We're having a great time already. We went to a crazy restaurant. Don't don't put this that <laughs> don't put this cart before the horse. <laughs> we're going to talk about our time at Treveport uh, in a couple of weeks. But let me tell you, it's it's a cool place. It's great. And there is something you were talking that it rained today. There is a huge difference between rain when it's 40 degrees and rain when it is 70 degrees. Oh boy, isn't there ever. Rain when it is 70 degrees is just like glorious drops from the sky. It's wonderful. (laughs) I love it. So uh, we're going to be here for a few more days and then we're making our journey further south into Louisiana. We basically have almost three weeks, more than three weeks in Louisiana this year, which is uh, great because we love it here. We do love it here. I am looking forward to doing a few things outside of New Orleans that maybe we didn't get to touch on the last time because we really wanted to get a lot of like the touristy things done. We'd never been there before. But now when we go, you know, one of the things is that Jazz Museum, the National Park Service has there in the French Quarter will be open this time. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it was closed when we were there two years ago. Renovations. All right, we got a lot to get to today. Shall we jump right into the news? Yeah, let's make like David Lee Roth. Let's jump. (laughs) Okay, time out. Have (laughs) have you guys seen? My romper made me think about this. (laughs) Possibly the greatest thing that exists on the internet 
No, this is the second greatest thing. The first greatest thing that exists on the internet is Rob Lowe at the Oscars. Well, okay. That's that's like the greatest. That's pretty great. When yeah. Rob Lowe co-hosted the Oscars with Snow White in like 1986. But wasn't that the year they actually didn't well, have a host? Well, they technically didn't have a host. But right. they did this epic opening number <sighs> with Snow White and Rob Lowe. And it was some weird parody of Ike and Tina Turner's it was, rolling on the river and I it was so it's amazing. And, you know, it's got to be one of those things that Rob Lowe is like, how can I take the Internet down and like strike this from well, Disney has actually been ripping that off the Internet because they never got the rights to use Snow White oh, so for good. it. And she's all over it. She, and it's she really weird. The woman who plays Snow White in that she is spot on. <laughs> she really is. She and did her homework anyway. That's the first greatest thing on the internet. The second greatest thing on the internet, going back to David Lee Roth, there was a time in in uh, the late nineties, early two thousand, I think the late nineties, when music was really experimental. (laughs) David Lee Roth put out a bluegrass album. Done. We can just stop talking right there. And there's a clip from the Tonight Show with Jay Leno of David Lee Roth with some really awesome bluegrass players doing a absolutely terrible <laughs> cover of Van Halen's Jump as a bluegrass song. Can you drop a clip of this? Like, do you literally drop I a don't clip think of this legally I, I can oh. I can do that. It's from a TV show. But <gasps> I, will, legal. I will link to it in the show notes because he's like, yeah, come on, jump. It's very... Jump. I don't... <laughs> I just want to I want to talk to the producer of that album and ask them like what you are going through the collection of like David Lee Roth music. What 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 landed you on jump and you went oh bluegrass. The man the, is crazy. The man is also he's completely he's completely tone deaf. If you listen to a, a track of David Lee Roth singing without the music behind it, it's something to behold. Autotunes was created because of David Lee Roth. Anyway, I'm not sure how we got here. Yeah, I don't know, we're, but we're here now. Let's let's jump into the news. All right. One of the biggest stories of the year has been, of course, the Irwinheimer North America Group uh, and Road Track. The fact that that company uh, seems to be dissolving, uh, shut down, and there's a lot of a lot of our listeners, a lot of Road Track owners out there that are still looking for news. The company has been kind of in limbo as it's been sitting in receivership uh, with a court trying to you know, figure out if they're going to sell it, figure out what some of the issues were, theoretically some financial improprieties that, that, uh, that closed it down. But they have been holding the company, uh, which doesn't really have a name because it's not Erwin Heimer Group North America anymore. They've been holding this company in what they call like a a low idle mode where they've they actually hired 35 employees to sort of keep the keep Keep the the plant ready to go, you know, so that if somebody did come up and buy road track, essentially is what's left is road track. It could get up and running again. Right. And that all was supposed to happen very soon in the next week or so. We were supposed to find more information out because there was a six week deadline to make this sale happen. And there was a list of maybe 30 or so companies. It's a private list. We don't know who's on it that are interested in some or all assets of Irwinheimer North America slash Rotrek. Well, a judge has thrown a, a wrench into that plan because KS2, KS2 is a company that makes the batteries for road tracks. But road tracks were weird. They had these proprietary lithium ion batteries. Their KS2 only made the batteries for road track. As a creditor that's owed more than $7 million from this, uh, you know, boondoggle that's happening up there. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Boondoggle. Boondoggle? Yeah, boondoggle. It's a, you know, no, when somebody I don't screws know, Jason. Up, it's a boondoggle. Where did that? I've never. You look at me when I say son of a biscuit maker, like I'm weird, and you just dropped a boondoggle. Well, I. One of them is a word that people use, and one of them is a <laughs> phrase that people don't use. Yeah, so, boondoggle. 
<laughs> anyway, KS2 is is forming a, a group of creditors that are filing to slow down the sale. They say it's happening too fast. They say that it's, you know, it's probably going to sell for cheaper than it should. And the a judge is, is essentially slowing down this whole whole deal and it may go on for much, much longer. So that news that a lot of road track owners were waiting to hear because these one of the main reasons people bought road tracks is they had a six year warranty. It's the only and now they have these negative six vehicles year without warranties. And some people bought some road tracks with some real problems in the last year or two. And they don't know what to do with them. They don't know where to go. We were talking to a guy who is a, a musician who basically bought a road track to do a national tour. Ooh. And it's unusable to him at, at this point. And he's trying to get warranty service on it and he can't. Now, there are a lot of parts that are, you know, the, the stuff that's made from other manufacturers, like the water heater and uh, and the chassis itself the engine which is usually a mercedes all that's under separate warranties but it, i don't know it's a it's, it's just a, a hot it's mess. a big mess it's and a it's a hot mess and it's getting dragged it's out messier. even longer well i mean come on they want their money yeah you know i'm sure ks2 regrets even just getting well, into bed like being the soul and putting all their eggs into yeah, this one basket one i client. mean yeah i that's terrifying to me to just have one person that i'm dependent upon for my financial security I'm sure that they're freaking out. I would be too. I mean, we're not talking like $700,000, which is a lot of money. We're talking $7 million. Yeah. They were owed $7 million. How did they let Erwinheimer get that far behind in well, payments? Well, you know, some of it could be pre-sales. You know, you don't know when, yeah. when the payments were due or anything like that. But uh, I'd say they're due, you know, and it's, 30 it's days. $7 million of $300 million that... That is owed to various different creditors. Ooh. So anyway, we'll keep following that story. There have been lots of developments over the last few weeks, but we didn't want to keep hammering it every single week because it's a Debbie Downer. It's, just a, it's a downer. So in positive news coming up at the end of April is one of our favorite weeks of the year. It's National Park Week. April 20th through April 28th. I'm very excited. We landed last year in Zion during National Park Week and not realizing it, just booking it how it booked out this year, we will be in Fort Pickens for National Park Week the whole time it's going on. So that is really cool. We'll be in a national park during Junior Ranger Day, which is the Junior Ranger Day kind of kicks off National Park Week this year. So it's going to be on the 20th. And then each day of National Park Week, they have something different themed like Wilderness Wednesday or Bark Ranger Friday. So it's just a lot of fun stuff going on, ways to celebrate your park, celebrate the park down the street from you, the closest one you have to you, wherever. But it's a great time. It's one of our favorite weeks of the year. Yeah, they're calling the last day, April 28th, Park Prescription Day, Park RX Day. Studies show that time in parks and nature improves physical, mental, and social health. And a growing number of healthcare providers are prescribing nature as a healing tool to improve human health. They're asking you to fill your prescription with a stroll, picnic, or other relaxing activity in a national park. Doctor's orders. Speaking of national parks, our latest episode of the America's National Parks podcast is out. We hope you'll check it out. This one is about another national park hero, somebody who really stepped forward to save land. And that's somebody you probably never heard of, Minerva Hamilton Hoyt. And Minerva is a Southerner who moved out to California, fell in love with the desert, and essentially is responsible for the establishment of Joshua Tree National Park. I don't remember the direct quote. But her quote to the superintendent of Yellowstone when he came to tour Joshua Tree. Yeah, he said Tree, basically, so where's this park yeah. going to be? And she's like, you need to stop thinking that all parks are like waterfalls, forests. And I don't yeah. know. It was so much more sassier than what I'm saying right now, which is why I'm just going to stop. But it was probably like one of my favorite moments because I was like, ooh, she's got she's got sass she's got well, southern sass and and back then a lot of people didn't really think of deserts as special 
And she was somebody that turned a lot of people around on that. Well, she found the desert to be incredibly healing. Yeah. And that was really what started her journey to save them was she turned to nature and to our parks when she had had tragedy in her life. And it was through those spaces that she was able to heal and see the value, the deep, deep value in saving places like Joshua Tree and Death Valley. And then she spent the rest of her life fighting for those places. And I just I think that's so fantastic and a great way to wrap up Women's History Month with a story like that. So we hope you'll check that out wherever you listen to this podcast. That one is there as well. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we will have the answer to last week's brain teaser and some listener questions. Be right back. We are back with the answer to last week's brain teaser, which this week is sponsored by the FMCA. From motorhomes, travel trailers, fifth wheels, bus conversions, and more, FMCA is here to enhance your RV lifestyle. For as little as $5 a month, you can travel with peace of mind knowing FMCA has your back. Get connected with like-minded RVers on their Facebook page, forums at conventions and events deals and discount codes include rv insurance roadside rescue and tire savings programs and their medical emergency and travel assistance program is included free a yearly membership is only 60 dollars, but rv miles listeners can save 10 bucks with code rv miles 19 that's all one word just visit fmca.com and enter code rv miles 19 or click the link in the show notes. One of the best things about the FMCA is the FMCA University. It's basically tons and tons of articles in nearly 50 different categories about RVing, topics ranging from tires to tools to health to trip planning. You know, FMCA has their family RVing magazine, which is one of the perks of the benefits. You get the family RVing magazine free, both digitally and the print version. But a lot of this FMCA university stuff comes from that, comes from the experts that write the articles for that. And they've just got a ton of information. Anything that you really need to know about RVing, you can look up. And it's really one of the best reasons to be involved with the FMCA. You can travel smarter knowing that you can solve your RVing questions with advice from FMCA's industry experts. It's like having a classroom with you on the road. And it's it's just decades of experience in one convenient location. It's, it's a fantastic resource. So make sure to check it out. Become an FMCA member. It ends up being less than $5 a month with the coupon code. I'm sorry, what did you just say? I said coupon. It's coupon code. With the coupon code <laughs> RVMILES19. I don't, I've never said coupon before. I don't say coupon. I don't know, but I had, coupon. I just had a serious Steve Harvey family feud moment. Yeah. Well, that's another, that's another story for that, another day. We can't even go to coupon. That's the third greatest clip yeah, on, on it the is. internet. We can't even go into coupon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here all night. All right. Last week's brain teaser went like this A fish has a tail as long as its head and a quarter the length of its body. Its body is three quarters of its total length. Its head is four inches long. How long is the fish? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about that Steve Harvey clip. <laughs> I just can't. I, I, I don't know, honey. How long is it? The fish is 128 inches long, which is, you know, really long for a fish. It's like <laughs> 10 feet long. Oh that's like that's, that's not a shark a, you know sharks jaws. are fish that's jaws you just caught jaws <laughs> with a four inch head but yeah so if the head if the head is four inches that means the body has to be 96 inches uh-huh. and its tail is 28 inches and that totals up to 128 that's like a simpsons fish do you remember how they always <laughs> the had the one, one with the, the three, three eyes? eyes yeah good yeah. stuff <laughs> 
Our winner this week is Kevin Broomer from Ohio, who will receive a Not All Who Wander Are Lost t-shirt. You'll have a chance to win yours if you listen to the Brain Teaser at the end of the show and get it right and write in with the answer. Yeah, write in with the answer with Jason's like crazy weird fish. (laughs) All right, we want to spend a little time here answering a couple listener questions. The first one comes from Joe Collins. Hey there. I'm plowing through and loving the podcast from beginning to current. We Apo- love you, Joe. Apo- it's just, we're done. That's all we need to say. <laughs> Apologies if this is already asked and answered, but I'm curious. Do you folks carry all four seasons worth of clothing in the bus all year long? Or do you keep caches of clothing with friends or relatives? Joe, we got stuff spread out all over this country. <laughs> we do. We do. Listen, every time we go somewhere, we just leave a piece of us there. <laughs> we so do. We just, we just so we do. just went to the wedding, the, Abby's brother's wedding uh, in Oklahoma City. And I had to have Abby's parents bring my dress clothes from their house. And we still. And none of it. So I <laughs> went and bought stuff. None of it matched. None of it, it, was it was just a hot mess. So the real answer to the question, though, is that we do keep about 72.8% of our clothes with us at all times. <laughs> it's a very specific number. <laughs> well, it's because I had to deduct some things after we left Oklahoma. The number keeps getting like lower and lower each time we leave a city. So we do keep all our seasons. To be serious, we do have the majority of all of our clothes here with us. We do have things like Jason's dress clothes or I have some dress clothes at my parents' house, things I know I'm not going to need right now. And some right like now. hand-me-down stuff that, that for the kids to trade out. Right, but- things for Henry to grow into. But what we do is Jack, Ethan, and Henry's clothing area, it's under Henry's bed. And it's pretty deep, it's pretty long, and they can actually get all of their seasons in there. I don't generally have to switch their stuff out. Now, like I might rotate the warmer clothes up front when it gets warmer and then the colder stuff towards the back. It's just easier to get to. Ours is a little bit more complicated. We don't quite have as much space under Ethan's bed as the boys do. So I do have to rotate our seasons. And the way we do that is we have two duffel suitcases that we keep under our bed. Our bed will lift up and we have some storage under there. So I keep those suitcases filled with really seasonally appropriate stuff like heavy sweaters or tank tops and shorts, things like that. And so right now when it's a little tricky, we have a lot of clothes floating around here right now because we're kind of in that weird in-between season where like we still need some of the cold stuff, but we don't need, you know, a lot of the warm stuff yet. But as we move further into Louisiana, I'm going to really be able to solidify us into summer clothes. Yeah. And, you know, and we quickly realized that we could cut back on a lot of the winter clothes, like those chunky sweaters by layering. You know, you don't need a ton of really thick, heavy clothing as long as you can layer. You can put multiple long sleeve shirts on instead of a sweater. So I think we each have like a a thick sweater. Yeah, if that. And you know, what's really nice too is that retailers like L.L. Bean are making products now that are for really, really cold climates, but the clothing itself is not bulky. And so that's been really great as we are getting these warmer clothes items. They're not as bulky as they used to be. And so you can pack, they're really designed to be for the outdoors, for you know, shoving into your backpack and being able to take a lot of that with you. And so we're finding that our space, we're getting a little bit more space. But the, you know, too long didn't read answer is that, you know, yes, we we keep as much as we can with us. It's very clear we have way too many shoes in this bus, but we just have them. I don't know what to do with them at this point. <laughs> it's, you know, it's like five pairs per person. And the things that we do keep off site out of the bus are going to be like dress clothes, our nicer, more professional wear we don't have a need for. And as Henry is growing like a weed I do sometimes find when I get back to my mom and dad's house that I think, well, I really wish I'd had this. I really wish I had brought this, you know, container of clothes because I needed it like two months ago and I had to go buy him a few things to just kind of hold over till we got here. But, you know, once a kid outgrows something, it goes at this point, especially with Henry. Like once he outgrows something, I used to save things for friends and then I, you know, want to pass it on. And now it just it goes right into 
a donation. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you think about it in the winter, all you need is a coat. Is that all you need, Jason? Well, like, I, I mean, I think you need some pants. No, no, no. And I mean, you need a shirt. I mean, in, just, in terms know, of ex- was... in terms of extending your fall wear oh, into well, the yeah. winter, all you need to do is put a coat on. You don't need different clothes because when you're inside, you're going to be warm. And when you're outside, you just put your coat on. Here's the thing about having your house on wheels. If we're somewhere in this bus <laughs> where we need so many layers in order to survive... You need to be firing up that engine yeah. and driving me away now, from that Now, we say climate. that all the time, but we all always end up in, in cold weather. But well, we end up in cold weather at somebody's house. There's a big difference between yes 20 no. degrees I mean, in this bus and 20 degrees at my mom and dad's. You still get surprised by, you know, the 30s in Texas. It, yeah, it we just, get it su- happens. yeah, we got surprised by it because yeah. we weren't expecting it. We didn't, like, go to Texas being like, yeah. yes. 30 degrees, let's do this. And we're talking this. San Antonio, Texas. We're not talking like yeah, Dallas not where, talking, yeah. where you would expect it. But, uh, you know, it happens. So, I mean, we do have everything. We just make room for it. You know, one thing that a lot of RVers do, if you don't have a ton of space that, that can be very helpful is those space bags, the, the vacuum bags. I get freaked out by those. I just, well, I'm going to throw that out there. I know we've never really discussed this first time conversation <laughs> happening right now. I have this fear that they're ruining my clothes because they're making my clothes too flat. <laughs> now, the, the flip side is you have to carry a vacuum with you if if you're going to do that. And we Can don't it, carry a vacuum because we don't have any carpet. No, we don't. And that we will never have yeah. carpet. All right. Next question. Rachel asks for any advice for finding campgrounds in the summertime. This will be our first summer full timing, and we've had a pretty easy time planning two to eight weeks out during the off season, but we're nervous about the summer. Start booking now. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, you should have started booking in 2017, but it, you know. it's hard. I mean, well, we haven't booked our summer either. It gets harder and harder and harder. The best thing you can do if you can't find stuff in advance is to find it last minute. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. For a full timer, that's not ideal. But you in the just, summer. if you watch every day for cancellations, there are tons of cancellations, especially at state and national parks, because especially in the states where they don't have much of a change or cancellation fee, some people on the day that bookings open up, they just book every weekend. They, they gobble you know, it all they, up. They, they do because they don't even know when they're going to take vacation from work or whatever. They just gobble it all up and they they cancel. Yeah, they're like July 17th feels good to me. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and get that. So there does end up being a lot of cancellations. The other thing is you're probably better off with private parks for last minute reservations because a lot of private parks do hold individual sites for last minute that they don't book online. You know, it's all it's all a crapshoot. You take what you can, but that is the reason we slow down in in the summer. And I, it's not something that everybody can do. Uh, a lot of you RVers out there aren't uh, aren't full time like us or are only taking a, you know, a, a one week vacation or whatever it might be. But for full time, we just slow down in the summer because Everybody else is vacationing and everything gets booked up, you know, and that could be an option for them, too, in the sense of maybe they can find some place that they can book for a month. Yeah. You know, they can do a a monthly somewhere and just slow down and not have to have the stress of trying to get from a campground to a campground to a campground over the summer. That could absolutely be an option as well. I would be surprised at this point if you could really find anywhere that's you know going to have one whole spot open for an entire month. Well, but the it's thing possible. Is though, some campgrounds hold monthly sites separate. So they're more likely to give you a monthly site than they might be to give you a one week site or whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. The other thing you might want to look into, look into campgrounds that you can't pick the site, right? Some campgrounds, especially state and public parks, you can go online and pick the individual site and, you might have to site hop to go to different sites or whatever. But campgrounds, especially private ones that don't give you a choice of site, they do that for precisely this reason. They're trying to book the maximum number of people into the park 
as possible. And if one site has two days available in one week and another site has three days available in that week and another site has four or whatever it is. We call those the Epperson sites. <laughs> they, they hold those for us because they know we're going to site hop. They know people are less likely to get sites that require them to site hop. So what they do is don't give you a site number. They just take your reservation and your length and guarantee you a site. And then they assign the sites and that allows them to do a much better job of filling all the gaps because people just pick the days they want to pick. And if they're allowed to fill the gaps, they can do a better job of making sure their campground has the most availability possible. So those are those are going to be the places that are going to have the best shot for you. Yeah. Rachel's question reminds me that we need to book May and June. We absolutely do. Like that's happening this weekend has to happen this weekend. Otherwise, we're just going to be sitting in your mom's driveway. We are. And in Georgia at my aunt and uncle's like the whole time because we'll have nowhere to stay until it's time to head up for Chicago and Kansas City in July. (laughs) All right. So those are our questions for this week. If you have a question, we'd love for you to send it to us. Email us at editor at rvmiles.com or hop on over to the RV Miles Travel Forum, our Facebook group. Yeah, we know you're out there. You can hear us. Why aren't you in our Facebook group? And by ours, I don't mean Jason and I's. I mean the community. You know, I don't like the word our as though we own it. We do not own it. It is just as much yours as it is ours. Both of these questions, I believe, came from the group. They did. They did. So hop over there and we'll uh, we'll answer your questions there. Other people will answer your questions there and we may put them on the show and uh, hopefully they'll help other people who might have the same questions coming up. They could also jump over there. Go ahead and jump. You see how I just brought that <laughs> way back? Yeah. I'm not going to let go. Yeah, I'm not going to let it go. It's the romper. It makes me sassy. <laughs> I'm going to have to drop a clip in. Yeah, you're going d- to have to. Darn the legality of it. <laughs> yeah, come at us, David Lee Roth. <laughs> Let's go. All right, it's time to move on to our segment where we're going to talk about our road tripping suggestions, things that we like to do to pass the time, diversions, activities, things we listen to. When we just can't listen to. I mean, they're pretty much all things stuff. we listen to, right? Yeah, they, well, I really hope that they're all going to be things you listen to, Jason, because <laughs> I'm driving. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of this applies to when we're in the van yeah. I should say you know when we're in the bus it's a different beast I can watch things you cannot yeah. you are watching the road and keeping your stuff in a standby you like how I did that, you see how I did that? <laughs> this segment is sponsored by the standby phone and beverage holder if you're like me keeping your phone safe yet convenient is a daily struggle hashtag daily struggle especially when driving around or at the campsite thanks to the standby Not only is my phone always readily available, but so is my drink. I have a beer right now and my phone is not in my standby because my little child is watching Netflix on it (laughs) to keep him quiet while we podcast. (laughs) These RVs aren't built with cup holders all over. Uh, Who built this RV? You can carry your own cup holder around. This three-in-one product holds your drink and your phone at the same time and can accommodate numerous drink sizes, making it perfect for your car, motorhome, golf cart, boat, stroller, or camp chair. No cup holder? No problem. Attach the removable foot complete with condensation tray and set it right on your table or desk. It even comes with a ground stake for the campsite or beach. We haven't used the ground stake yet. I'm excited to get that 
in the ground. Do that this weekend. Yes. Just add it to the things we want to do this weekend. (laughs) The standby is durable, dishwasher safe, UV protected, and will always be made in the USA. Your cup holder needs an upgrade. Get the standby today by visiting stand-by, that's bi.com, and save 15% with the promo code SAVE, S-A-V-E. That's stand-bi.com and use the promo code SAVE. We'll provide a link, of course, to the website and promo code in the show notes. All right, it's time to talk about our road tripping suggestions, things to listen to while you're driving down the road. This is stuff we have like each have different suggestions here. We're going to start with Abby's. This is stuff that's not family stuff. Like we, we've no. talked about family stuff we listened to before. This is stuff when we put the headphones on the kids and, and we say listen go away. to ourselves. <laughs> Sometimes we even listen to stuff separately. And we do. Like we were saying, most of this stuff is stuff we actually listen to in the van. What a lot of people don't realize is we put more miles on our van. We put a lot of miles on our van. You know, today, just to go from this awesome campground that we're staying at to go into Shreveport, it was about 30 minutes. It was only 15 miles, but the way you have to go to, you know, get out of the campgrounds yeah. a lot of times, it just slows you down. So we had 30 minutes, you know. That's for us right now. We're listening to as a family, we're listening to uh, the Hardy Boys books. So, you know, we were doing that. And so a lot of times because we are driving, you know, when we went to the Lyndon B. Johnson National Historical Park, what was that like? And it was a little over almost an hour and a half. Yeah. The thing is, even if you're camping near something that you want to visit, and it's not far. We're often driving to something else that is far and you don't want to just keep moving campgrounds to get to something. So it's not just about like when we're in the bus, because when we're in the bus, like I I'm usually working. Yeah, that's not a lot of relaxing time for me. It's more about like when we're in the car, I'm working and I'm listening to something. So we took three and we had to come up with a podcast, a book, so an audio book and a piece of music. So what is what is your podcast okay. suggestion? So my podcast is the greatest podcast that has ever been created. <laughs> it's the RV Miles podcast. Yes, it's the no, RV Miles no. podcast. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with Jason and I. My suggestion is I'm trying to figure out how best to lead into this. So it's called David Tennant does a podcast with dot 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 dot. David Tennant is a fantastic English actor. Actually, he's Scottish, who was the best doctor. If you watch Doctor Who, then you don't even need me to keep talking because you know what I'm about to say. He is the doctor. He was the 10th doctor, the best doctor. I will fight you on this. (laughs) And so David Tennant is well known for Doctor Who. You know, if your kids are into How to Train Your Dragons, he is one of the voices in that. He's also currently, he is Scrooge McDuck he in is. the DuckTales reboot. And he was in one of the Harry Potter movies. He was, was, yeah, he was um, Barty Crouch's son. He was Barty yeah. Crouch Jr. Yeah. So he, and he just has like this phenomenal resume in regards to theater. I mean, he's just, he's a phenomenal human being. He's also one of the kindest people on the planet. He also knows a lot of famous people. He also knows a ton of famous people. So he is doing a podcast now and every week he sits down with somebody different and they and they talk. They talk about that person's career. He's an exceptional interviewer. If I ever start doing interviews, which I have zero intention of doing, I let you do it. I'm going to take a page out of his book, though. So his episodes are about an hour in length. He has had so far since his podcast just came out maybe like six weeks ago. Whoopi Goldberg. He has had Olivia Coleman, who just won an Oscar for The Favorite. She is also phenomenal in Broadchurch. If you're not watching Broadchurch or if you've not seen it, you should watch it. It's phenomenal. David Tennant is also in that. Uh, he's had Jennifer Garner. He's had the former prime minister, Gordon Brown. He's had John Hamm. He has had, and I'm putting my hand up as I say this, he has had Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen's was so good. That's one we listened to together. It was so good. It it might not be one that you would listen to with your children. You know, no. they there's there's language. There's I mean, language. they're adults. They sit down and talk. I mean, it's you know, it's not overtly 
overwhelming language, but they're adults and they're sit down and they're having an adult conversation. He had last week, which was the one I have been waiting for. I mean, look, I could talk about this podcast for like days, so I'm going to try and wrap it up real quick. Catherine Tate was last week. She is so funny. She is so good. Again, like if you're a Doctor Who fan, I've just said all you need to know. She was also on The Office. and she, Yes, just, she has her own The Catherine Tate Show, which is huge overseas. She was by far the absolute best of the companions that David Tennant had during the four seasons that he was the doctor. So that's my podcast. I, I guess I don't even think I need to do the other ones because I've just spent like 45 minutes and Jason's like, I don't want to edit you just going on and on about David <laughs> But you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. What is your music recommendation? Okay. So my music recommendation is a band that's very near and dear to my heart. They have been with me since my early, you know, when I thought I was emo days. And that would be Weezer. So Weezer put out the Teal album about two or three months ago, I think. I can't remember. It is an album of covers. It's just cover songs. And they're really honest, straightforward covers, too. They're so good. I can't stop listening to this album. We let the kids love it. You know, they cover Take On Me. They cover Sweet Dreams. Stand By Me. Uh, They cover Africa. Africa's really what, what, brought this whole album to be their cover of Africa, Toto's Africa. I mean, it's on a level all its own. It's so good. So this album has been in like really high rotation. And it's just one of those that when you put it on, it just puts you in a good mood. You know the songs. You're like, oh, I love that they're covering this song and they're not screwing it up. So that's my music recommendation i you know they've got another album that they literally put two albums out within one month of each other you know the other one's new songs and the other one's new songs for the black album and it's decent i am enjoying it it's not one you can listen to with your kids though there's a lot of language but they're like one of the few bands actually keeping rock and roll alive i mean who else is actually making decent rock music anymore Uh, there's not many i don't know but you put that blue album on and don't talk to me till it's over. I mean, because it's just it's just such a good album and it will always remind me of my youth. <laughs> All right. So then we did an audiobook recommendation. Abby, what yes. is your audiobook recommendation? Lethal White. It's the fourth book in a series by Robert Galbraith, who aka is JK Rowling. She writes under the pseudonym now, and she's been writing these mystery novels. I don't understand that. I mean, I get it. I I get why, like, you know, especially why a a woman writer wants to write under a male pseudonym, because uh, unfortunately, the reality of our society is that women get taken less seriously. Everybody knows who J.K. Rowling is. Yeah, but that's why. But that's why she chose, because she was able to write anonymously the book was able to slide out anonymously even her publisher this it was so but now everybody knows though. now everybody knows but no one had cracked the code okay when it first came out so that the makes book, sense the book was being judged solely on its own merits its own material and not in its relationship to harry potter right. which it's right nothing because like she doesn't she is defined by it but she doesn't want her writing to be defined. Can you imagine trying to follow up Harry Potter? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't write another thing in my life. I'd right. but go sit on a beach somewhere. Okay, but the flip side to that is, and you should you should understand this, though, as an artist. Like, Do you want to just do that one thing and then be done with the thing that you draw love and passion from? I Look, mean, if it made me a billion dollars... <laughs> it's very possible I would want to be done with it. I just, you know, I think though that there are some on a level that maybe even you and I can't comprehend. And I think to be on the level to write Harry Potter, you just don't put that kind of creativity on the shelf. If you're that good, it's you're that good because you literally can't stop doing it. Right. And so she has written this series and this is the fourth one. 
and I absolutely love them. They're modern fiction. I'm not much of a modern fiction reader, but they just tick off enough boxes for me that I find them really engaging. I find them really smart. I find the mysteries surprising, but not in a cuckoo kind of way. So it's a great listen. If you haven't started the series, go back and do A Cuckoo's Calling. That's the first one and then move through. But if you are Lethal White, which just came out in September, it's available for audio. It's a it's a perfect listen on the drive because it's a mystery and it keeps you like it's suspense. So it just kind of keeps you moving forward in the story. All right. We're going to take a break. Yeah, because I got to get a drink. Like I just talked so much. And when we come back, we're going to have my suggestions that'll take five minutes <laughs> are quite different from abby's suggestions yes we'll be right back We're back with more of our suggestions for things to listen to while you're road tripping down the highway. This segment is sponsored by the Togo app. As full-time road warriors living tiny, we know the importance and the struggles of staying organized and up-to-date on RV maintenance. And thankfully, so does Togo. Togo is the organizational app that simplifies, enhances, and improves RV ownership. With Togo, everything you need to own and operate your RV is in one convenient digital space, sort of like a digital glove box, but without all the extra clutter. You can track maintenance, set reminders, and even keep track of registration details. Plus, there are checklists, and you know that the Appersons require a checklist. So this is where the app really comes in handy for us. What I love is that you can edit your own checklist and it comes preloaded with some, you know, just the other day we were talking with our roadside assistant and they needed to know our registration info. They needed to know our VIN number. Well, you can pop all that into the Togo app so that you have it with you. You know, if you need to renew your insurance or you're getting a new insurance and your RV is at your storage lot somewhere, you can hop into your Togo app and you've got all that information on you at home. You know what I love, too, is that you can have the checklist also be a way to anything like pre travel day too. you know what I mean? So like there are things there are steps like the night before that we yeah. need to do before we take off the next day. And those are the steps that I often forget about, especially when it comes to simple things, even just charging devices, or we will have just like a couple backup battery chargers that we like to have handy, just things that you don't think about until you need them because you don't use them that often. And I just like that you can edit and sort of like plug that in. Yeah. And you know, really the best thing though is that it it's going to give you annual maintenance reminders so you can put in your rv and it's going to tell you when you need to change the oil it's going to give you a, a reminder it's going to tell you when you need to do a coolant flush all that stuff you can get reminders for that so that you know you're keeping up to date on your rv maintenance it's moving rv maintenance logs into the future so you're not just keeping it all on paper you have it again with you wherever you go your rvs in storage you've still got it with you yeah the future is here and so whether you're a full-time traveler or weekend warrior togo is designed to make your life easier simplify your travel experience and download the togo app it's spelled t-o-g-o and you can find it in the u.s apple store or google play an rv that runs with togo enjoys more miles with less trials Download that app today, people. And it's free. So you got nothing to lose. Download it. The end. All right. Let's let's do my suggestions, which are infinitely better than your suggestions <laughs> because they're for people like me. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, <laughs> we have very, very different music taste. It's true. It's incredibly different. We can meet in the middle on everything on, else. On everything else. <laughs> we can meet in the middle sometimes on some forms of music. Like you do really like the 
Weezer Teal album and the covers. Well, see, that's because, because they're covering covers. the music it's, that I yes, like. I know it's because they're covering. The they're music doing the music that I like. I I cannot, and this is this is no shade to anybody, to you or to anybody else. I cannot meet you anywhere near country music. I can't meet you there. <laughs> All right. Well, since we're it's, since it's we're talking, the, yeah, it's the dark secret you don't talk about. No, I love I, was, uh, <laughs> I love country music up until like about nineteen ninety eight. That that's a look. That's a, that's 20, 21 years where you're like, I don't. This music is awful because it did turn. It turned off. It's most of it is like this weird pop trying to be country. Like you thing. are a thirty eight year old man who literally is only listening to country music that was created from the time you were like seventeen. And a and lot of people are going to agree with or, me on that. The country music changed drastically in the 2000s taylor swift came along that's a big <laughs> part of it and and made a turn for the worse it really did it tried to become more pop and it's just a weird version of pop music now anyway that's not my music suggestion my music suggestion one of the greatest things about the spotify app first of all the RV Miles and the America's National Parks podcast are both on the Spotify app. But one of the greatest things about the Spotify app is that anyone can make a playlist for anyone else to listen to. So there are a lot of playlists out there that people have spent a long time curating and perfecting. And one of my favorites is called the Route 66 Road Trip. And I'll link to this in the show notes. Um, and it, you know, it's my jams. It's got <laughs> Bon Jovi, Wanted Dead or Alive. It's got CCR, Have You Ever Seen the Rain? It's got John Mellencamp and Brian Adams and Bob Dylan and Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and Joe Cocker. That's that's my music. My music is is oldies to like 80s music. I love that music too. <laughs> you have not really mentioned any country music in there you know i listen i love this playlist. well this particular playlist does not have much country music on. no now that doesn't mean i don't listen to country music oh we all while i'm we, driving we, we know we know we know jason <laughs> anyway well i'll like i said i'll link to that and you can check that out let me do my audiobook suggestion next okay. because this is also music related i don't listen to or read much fiction I'm a big nonfiction person. Yes. And my book suggestion is a really crazily interesting read about Frank Sinatra. It's called Sinatra, the Chairman it, it, by James Kaplan. And this is actually the second of his two books about Sinatra. The first one was called Frank, the Voice. And this one is Sinatra, the Chairman. And it's basically the second half of Frank Sinatra's career. And wow, does it give you a wild insight into his crazy, he was his crazy proclivities with friendships. Like he was obsessed with having friends, but never brought people close enough. You know, he, he spent all this money on his friends. They were basically his paid friends. But in reality, he didn't have any actual friends because he didn't let anybody in. And sort of the same way with his marriage and the same with it with his music. You know, it it's really wonderful to get an insight into a creative genius like that. So many of our creative geniuses are very strange people with lots of uh, just lots of oddball ways that they live their life. And Sinatra was certainly one of them. And you know, we think of him as this sort of like powerful guy when he was he was really, really somebody with very, very little self-confidence. Well, that's the thing, too, about a lot of genius artists, if that's the phrase we want to use, is that a lot of times they're what they're creating is just beyond phenomenal. But what is happening behind the curtain, like when they're just themselves, is they're generally pretty broken human beings in one way. Or another. Yeah. So finally, we have my podcast recommendation. And this podcast, it, it is so good. It's called The Constant. And it, it, the subtitle is A History of Getting Things Wrong. And it is about 
ways that humans have got things wrong over centuries. And this is so your kind of it podcast. really is. I mean, you this is so you. Well, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't bring this to me and be like, I want to make a podcast in which we point out the ways people are wrong. <laughs> well, for instance, it starts off with I think the first episode uh, is about how it wasn't until the 1800s that we knew that birds flew south this for the blo- winter. This blows my mind. We this blows my mind. Humans thought some crazy things about where birds went in the winter. Some of them thought that birds went to the moon. That was a very serious theory that many people believed. Even worse, though, many people believed that birds turned into crustaceans in the winter. That's brilliant. It's, I just. And it <sighs> was because somebody saw a bird land on a log and then that log had. Had a little crab uh, on it. I just wanted, I wish I could be in the room when a scholar was trying to sell this idea. They like, d- let me tell you what I have learned. Exactly. About they didn't figure out the, the way they figured it out was in the 1800s. Somebody found an arrow in a, in a goose <laughs> that had flown the, the arrow. The, the, they found it in, I think Germany and the arrow was from like an, uh, an African tribe so they figured out, oh, it's springtime. This goose flew up here. How did it fly that far? Well, it's because they fly to warmer places in the winter. I mean, because like where humans, would you go? <laughs> like humans, they too don't like to be freezing. It's amazing stuff like that. These wild stories about how, uh, you know, about how people didn't use forks. Because they thought forks were the devil's work because God gave you hands and you should use your hands. And look, listen, I can buy that one and I can draw a line of how they get to that reasoning a whole lot faster than I can to the birds turn into crustaceans. This was also before toilet paper was invented. So (laughs) it's it's very wonderful. And uh, a lot of it, if you're like me, a lot of it is about American history, which interests me quite a bit as well. So check that out. The Constant by Mark Chrysler, a history of getting things wrong. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Those are our suggestions. What are yours? Let us know in the RV Miles Facebook group. Come on over and join. And we'd love to talk about them. Let's wrap this episode up with a brain teaser. Two old friends, Fred and Ted, had managed to work out a party piece that no one could figure out. Fred would go out of the room, and Ted would invite the guest to select an item. They were then asked to continue to think of it so that Fred could read their minds. Fred would be blindfolded so that there could be no possibility of visual clues. Ted would then start to ask Fred questions. On one occasion, Ted asked, Did we think of the word sock? Absolutely not, replied Fred. Well, was it an ashtray? No. Okay, is it the word plate? Again, the answer was negative. So are we thinking of the word china? No, replied Fred. Are we thinking of the word carpet? No, replied Fred. The word you are thinking of is chair. Everyone gasped. He was right. How did Fred and Ted work their party piece? How did they figure this out? If you know the answer, write us an email at editor at rvmiles.com or send us a direct message on any of our social media and you might win a Not All Who Wander Are Lost t-shirt. We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. And hey, if you're enjoying the show, we would absolutely love and appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes. Such as this one, best RV podcast ever from Jay Leone. I really enjoy listening to the RV Miles podcast every weekend. Jason and Abigail combine the perfect blend of experience, knowledge, and personality to make very informative and entertaining podcasts every time. Thank you so much, Jay. Yeah, and I think that Jay might be a listener of 
America's National Parks, or at least know, might be a member of the Facebook group because he referred to me as Abigail. That always tips me off, like how I know if we have people coming from different areas because here, I'm just, I'm Abby, but over on America's National Parks. It's like you have two different lives. I'm like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Who even are you? I know, I'm like, I'm like David Hasselhoff playing Jekyll and Hyde. Well, that is a that very is, apt description of you. You know what? And that is a great image to end this podcast on. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to see you next week when we're going to be having our annual gear guide episode. Make it's sure you here. don't miss that. Yeah. And if you noticed, we said annual gear guide. We're going to be doing things a little bit different around the RV Miles roaming podcast studio going forward with our gear guides. And we'll talk a little bit more about what we're going to be doing next week. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. And hey, you know what I'm about to say. Keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.